what is that, circa 1996? I want to say, yep, 96. That was when they all cut their hair, and it was a big, every, all the all the metal-loving fans were Everybody got a nose ring. They all got butthurt. I've never seen metal fans get so butthurt before for somebody for cutting their hair. Jesus Christ. I think he got a lot of flack. Uh, what's the lead singer's name? Oh, my God, I should know. James Hetfield. Hetfield got um, a bunch of crap for shopping on, like, Fifth Avenue or something like that. And I saw that picture, yes. Yeah, and people were just like, for real, bro. You know, <laughs> it's only jeans, leather, <laughs> leather, uh, denim. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Old rock stars, okay. Okay. As you get old, your ass gets fatter. I don't know if anybody I... told anybody. Your feet swell. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, rocking cowboy boots up into your 70s and mm-hmm. wearing tight jeans. And for those that don't know, I know you're still in your, your what, your dirty 30s. 30s. You're in your dirty 30s. I'm in my flirty 40s. Okay. Um, things fall down. Gravity takes its toll. <laughs> I think we've all seen Vince. Right now. Who, 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 As uh, we have tight jeans, those things start going where your, where your, your coins are. <laughs> where, your, where your keys are so you may go to grab something and you don't you can't pull anything anymore that's that's not change yeah no, it is a it is a, a surgical procedure to make sure you go in there and you don't pull out something you don't need for later so yeah just uh kind of throwing that out there so think, um yeah we're back with another episode of the nissan nerd podcast doing it for you right here on the top side make sure to tip your waitresses and your bartenders we're gonna be doing it for you right here coming to the stage we got candy loose more and all boom boom hour right here at you <laughs> Just, i'm sorry man I, I i i still like that so much it, it hasn't gotten old boom boom hour yeah, well everybody likes a deal everybody so, like in this economy yes in this deal yeah in this economy everybody likes Ooh. a deal now don't take a drink yet man we got a compi coming up but uh, let me go ahead and... daddy da- daddy's just prepping daddy's just prepping okay all good right, i'm gonna go ahead okay. and shut up go okay while you <laughs> While you are preparing your drink, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Thank you for being here with us online, and for those of you listening with us, uh, this is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. My name is Mike DeLashman. Of course, uh, uh, pouring that tall one there is Miles Hall. Uh, on this episode, we're uh, we're going to be talking about Nissan unveiling plans to produce a prototype battery that they are saying is game-changing. We're talking about that. We're going to congratulate Senior Vice President of Global Design, Alfonso Albiasa, for receiving an award recently from Newsweek. And uh, we've got a really good back alley chat coming on. We're going to ask, uh, could the effects of the global material shortages delay the project, your project car, uh, the build, whatever you got going on, we're going to talk about how it's affecting you as an enthusiast, all here on the Nissan Nerd Podcast coming up. Before we did the intro, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, so, sometimes we're sometimes we're 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 you know, sometimes it's all right up play. right out the shoot, man. We are out. We're good. We're doing great. That's it. As soon as so, we unzip, it's all. 
Netflix and it's cuddle. Like, it's more Netflix, like yeah. <laughs> we we peaked in the first uh, yeah couple seconds there. Uh, oh my god, that's not that's not jinx ourselves. We're not yeah. peaking. <laughs> now let's not jinx ourselves. I think we got a really good show uh, planned here. I know we've been yeah, working we on did, it. We put some actual effort in this time. Just kidding. We put effort in. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, man. So <laughs> all right. So we got a lot to cover uh, this time. But before we do, uh, you know, let's obviously we do the catch up game. So we've been both hard at work on our own independent projects. Yes. I know you're still trying to get your right hand drive 300 ZX up and going. And we live in Texas and I know the AC was a deal for you. (laughs) So I figure you didn't want to melt into your uh, Z seats. So tell me you fixed your AC finally. Right, right. So yeah, just like you mentioned, the 300ZX is kind of taking a back seat just temporarily because I'm trying to set up the 350 right now. It is my daily driver, so you are right. It's getting hot. Uh, AC, first time I try to use it this season, uh, nope, not working. So um, it includes an entirely new AC. I mean, all the components you need for a nice, fresh AC system. Uh, Got that taken care of. I actually took some pictures here, man. I was actually pretty proud of myself, and I'll tell you why. Uh, this happened here this last weekend, though. But uh, AC compressor, uh, again, we're just do this, doing this in the front yard, though. AC compressor, not the hardest thing in the world. Seemed pretty well. Uh, the the real pain was actually getting underneath that dash to replace an expansion valve. That was a day on its own. I did that actually last weekend. And then here this last Saturday, uh, the... AC compressor, sorry, the AC condenser is right in between the radiator and the radiator support, and it just so happens my existing radiator support was it's just trash, man. It's got beat up, so I said, you know what? While I'm at it, I'm going to replace it all. So I've got a nice fresh radiator support to go along with it, and you see here a few pictures. Uh, of course, the whole front end's coming off, man. Uh, headlights, front bumper, uh, intake, oil cooler, all that's coming out. Just car looked like I could have just parted it out, man. It actually wasn't as hard as I thought. This was my first time tearing apart the front end uh, of the 350. It all just bolts on and bolts off. It's these days. It's all. It's super simplistic and it's made to kind of with composite front ends. It's I know it's that design. So when you know you get into the body shop industry, um, a a lot of that stuff is made to be bolt on, bolt off, which is super nice because you don't have to weld in those structures anymore. Yeah. And they have enough strength and lightness. First off, they're light, and the other thing is they have that strength that um, that makes them actually a structural part of the vehicle that's bolt in, bolt out, which is super nice. And, And the aligning. You don't really need to mess with all that of getting it right because mm-hmm. gapping and all those things are so important to getting that vehicle to line up right. But I want to ask you to go back real quick. Sure, sure, sure. What do you got? Now, I noticed that all your stuff is scattered and then there's some uh, some felines in the background. <laughs> For those that don't know, that's this is exactly how, how dealerships do the same job with cats and all. Um, it's two cats for every 200 book labor hours. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, for those that don't know, um, so those cats are actually yeah. on the job at this time. They are, so. they are. Uh, I, um, it's funny, you know, uh, I've never owned a cat. The cats have owned me. It, these, are, these are the street cats that just kind of show up and, 
you just kind of decide when you're at the at the uh, grocery store to you know maybe I should get a little can of cat food and like it, it oh, just it just it just happens yeah it, it just kind of happens you don't really you plan on rent. it so every time you do a like a car job you just buy a can of cat food just in case <laughs> no no well <laughs> the, just, the, the cats came way before the the came in they came into play way before oh. the the job but uh, they they were actually pretty I got you. yes well you know it's funny um you know I'm I'm underneath the car focusing trying to get something done and then of course the cats they don't care what you're doing no, no. all they know is that your attention is not devoted to them yeah so they're just looking crawling all over you asking you what's going on pretty much hey, what's up, buddy? so yeah, yeah that looks we, loose. what are you looking oh, at that's not, torque. that's not torque to spec uh, <laughs> all right well you long story short you got it all fixed. All taken care of, man. I am a nice, no cool more. 42 degrees inside. I got proof right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, no more back sweat for you, my friend. Nope. Who knows? <laughs> we're getting ready. Yeah, we'll have a nice road trip coming up. We'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, we, yeah, it's ready for the road trip, Miles. That's the reason oh, why I was doing it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, we got our upcoming trip that we are planning as a group. That's me, Mike, and uh, Onion, Ion, who's our uh, IT boy. Um, who is mm -hmm. going to be also going with us to Branson this year. So we're all kind of getting our cars together, yep. getting ready for that cruise. Who knows? Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So oh, yeah. let me see here. Getting to me. Yeah, I was yes. also kind of a little busy here. I am um, – I've, I've had this 620 project for a while, and this was just a parts car vehicle that I bought really for like scrap um, panels, like extra doors and stuff that I was sending. I had an car. engine, right? Didn't you take the engine off of it? Yeah, I got an engine. It's it's in a box or it's in the shed. <laughs> it's in, in next to the other 40 engines in the shed these days. There you go. But with this one, um, I actually wanted to do something that I haven't seen in a while, and I was actually wanting to do a trailer project. So basically you take the entire frame, you chop off the front, get rid of all the hangers and everything, and you start to pie cut it um, to, to – to, to get everything to weld it all together. So basically started off with that. And yes, I was too lazy to get underneath it to pull the drive shaft off. Go, go mind your own business. Uh, <laughs> quite honestly, this was in a field and I didn't feel like getting under it just yet. So yeah, yeah I started doing my pie cuts and then uh, pretty clean. Hey, they, they're not bad. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> so I'm there. Um, I ordered um, the last pieces that I need and then I'll just kind of make sure everything's straight and true. Weld it all together. I'll probably mm -hmm. pull the axle off and do like a what is called a dump axle or a, tan, a straight axle and then uh, keep a six lug and then pretty much make that sucker towable behind my 620, my Frontier. So when we do to these long trips, it's kind of nice. We got all the tools in the back. Mm -hmm. Got us a, um, an extra carry along for all the luggage. I don't know. Just kind of nice. But if it ever goes off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> I only got 300 bucks in it, so sure. That's, you that's, guys might have a lot of money in the luggage. That's all you can ask for right there, man. That's, that's, a, that's a, You know, I almost bought one. There was one that was for sale, and I'm talking years ago, and I almost regret doing not doing it. But, dude, yours come out really together. I really like uh, how... I got uh, nothing in it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool because you can take the insides, and for those that don't know, you could take the Nissan, like... The frontier track system you know that where the cleats and all the really cool stuff one of the 
best things I love about the Nissan Frontiers is, um, and then, and some of the other uh, Nissan trucks is that the tracking system. I still think it's a really, really good option yeah. that we had on all those vehicles. So yeah. you could take that system, and a lot of it just bolts in. You got to obviously reinforce it, but that's the mm -hmm. game plan. Is uh, that, and then of course I made a fiberglass top for it a while back. So yeah. I just took an old fiberglass. A Lear top that I bought for 25 bucks and I'm just kind of modifying it all. So yeah, it's an old 1960s trailer, you mm -hmm. know, and that's the whole thing. Modify something, make it cool. And then, you know, if somebody yeah. needs to borrow it, take it, whatever. I mean, it's not going to break my heart. Two so, questions anyway. for you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? I got two questions. One is where are your cats? Uh, how many cats came to your project? Uh, I don't need cats to do my job. I'm a self-service man. So uh, nobody loves me. Nobody supports me. It's all on, all on these strong, boulder-like shoulders. Boulder-like shoulders. <laughs> second, second question. How sketchy was it trying to put these pieces of frame together with a ratchet strap? That looks like a Harbor Freight ratchet strap. It, Not the strongest thing in the world. It is for mock-up. And okay. Harbor Freight has never made anything that's ever failed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it hasn't never. failed me. I've heard stories, but you're right. Up, They've never failed me. I'm looking it up on the internet because it's all fake news. Nothing has ever <laughs> failed from Harbor Freight. Anything. Anything. Right? You failed them is what happened. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. It. You just didn't go back and buy the same thing over again. You know? <laughs> were working it too hard. That's what happened. So, all right. Moving along. Moving on, we got a lot yes. to cover here in this episode. Uh, but before that, uh, we got to do a couple things. Uh, yep. We got to give a shout out to our homies. Um, who are online with us here tonight. Yeah. Um, I'll let you go for it. Go for it. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm looking online here. We've got a, quite a few with us. Again, thanks for being here. Uh, throughout the show, feel free to uh, make comments uh, into uh, the, the notes here. On We're on Tasteful Facebook Live. Comments, Tasteful comments, ladies Yeah, this is a PG uh, show. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we can see the comments as we go, and what, we, what we'd like to do is, go, of course, share them with everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll pick and choose a few of them along the way. So, again, thank you for being here. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. Tell your mother. Tell your friends' mothers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Second yeah, thing, I, yes. I, Second yeah, we thing we like. Yes, we do. You're absolutely right. Okay, you have your drink ready. I think I do as well. Again, for those of you that are with us online, take out what you have. Let's go ahead and get this uh, going. Mm. Ah, you want to do the honest miles? I do. Uh, give a salute to those in the Nissan family who we wish good health, and to those that we may have lost. We hope we are reminded of you often. All right. Kanpai. Oh, that's good. That's good. Grandpa's cough medicine. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got work to do. All right. First up, we are going to go straight into news today, and we're going to let uh, the man himself, Mike D., go ahead and jump into it. You got the first article, Mike D., come up. I know Let's you've been super excited to talk about this one. Drop the bomb on him. Let's go for it. All right. So when I was researching stories this year, this last week, this was a story that kept on popping up. I found multiple articles from multiple outlets on the same thing. And I'm not talking about some kind of build or, or anything like you see on social media. These came from some pretty hardcore industries. Uh, and 
what I'll allude to here, it has to do with EV technology. So uh, let me share my screen, and this is what we're talking about. There you go. Nissan unveils a prototype production facility for all solid-state batteries. Uh, the uh, I think they call them specifically laminated all-solid-state batteries, which is very, very new. Uh, of course, in the EV world, everybody is is vying to, to really get the market share. It's something that's still relatively new. There's a lot of uh, advances to be made, and Nissan recognizes this, and so they're doing uh, some, some very aggressive things to actually uh, really capture the market, and I'll explain here uh, as part of this article. Uh, essentially, uh, they have a new prototype facility. It's located in Yokohama. Uh, it's part of their uh, Nissan Research Center. And uh, this is a pilot production line to develop all solid state, all solid state batteries. Not like entirely; it's, it's all solid state batteries. Uh, this this uh, facility uh, will be launching in 2024. Uh, they not only are they looking into the um, assembly and manufacture of the battery, but also how it installs on a manufacturing line. They've learned from experience in this article. They say that. Uh, even though the battery is perfect, it's how it's installed, you know, on the production line into a vehicle that other uh, issues come up. So they have got a lot of research to come. Uh, ultimately, though, they want to bring this new battery into the EV market in 2028. Ultimately, it's going to replace the lithium-ion battery that you so so often see in today's uh, EVs. Uh, it's all part of the Nissan Ambition 2030 plan. Uh, I know, Miles, we, you and I, we've talked about it a few, you know, pretty often, actually. Uh, and uh, essentially... Well, it, it's big news, you know. I mean, to have innovation like that coming and to have a plan. I mean, all companies have a plan. But, again, it's ambitious, which is why it's called the Ambitious <laughs> 2030 plan. But I didn't even plug that. Wow. fancy name. Oh, come on. It is. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it started off with simplicity you know, developing the new models. Uh, and then it started going into, okay, plans for success for the futures, the innovations for the technologies. We're seeing it in the EDAM stuff. We're seeing it now with the way that they're putting money at, into certain industries and to certain parts of the world in certain plants. We mm -hmm. saw this happening in the UK where they uh, were trying to get a better foothold and some other um, uh, to develop right. facilities to plan for the future. So this is already happening. Yep. It's not just something that we're going to see. So you can already see this developing within Nissan and yep. you can see hints of it. If not the, the, the footprint and the works, it, the process in, in the works as it is. So They're putting down very heavy investment. And you're right. Uh, in the past, we've spoken about the Battery Development Center uh, in, in the UK. So, yeah, this is not just the first one. This is the, the, the one of many uh, already uh, in, in process. Uh, you're absolutely right. Now, I, I kind of wanted to run off just a few of these benefits and why Nissan really is is Hit capturing me. this no. thing. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so again, I'm not an expert on EV batteries, but let me tell you what what does make sense to me here. Um, just imagine a battery that does today's work. It's half the size of what a typical battery is. It's also lighter than your typical lithium-ion battery. It provides a longer range than a lithium-ion battery. It can be fully charged in 15 minutes. Now, I, I know that's a huge one, too. Uh, well, you're sitting opinion. in the uh, Costco parking lot playing on your phone, waiting for your uh, Tesla to get you where you need to get. I mean, those days, yeah. you know, it, and that that's kind of the silly thing. It's like if you see 
and I'm not, I'm not talking trash uh, <laughs> on on those folks that have those 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 vehicles. They're very cool. Um, but I will say though that it does come with that. Like, do I really want to be that guy in that parking lot? Because I've driven through parking lots at night, like on my way to do some fun stuff, and yeah. I look at those people, and it's kind of like the equivalent of like automotive panhandling. It's Ooh. just like, damn, can I borrow some charge, man? And it's just like they have to sit there and wait for their car uh. to catch up to their their level of fun. It's, me, yeah, I'm on this 93 octane kick, baby. <laughs> You're it. running and gunning, man. You're on, on that octane, you, you know. But <laughs> but the point is, it's <sighs> like I feel bad for those guys that, that are just kind of stuck there, and it just seems like it's great. It, it's super nice to be on the the piercing end of the technology, but. For me, it didn't make sense, especially with the cost effectiveness and mm-hmm. the the user effectiveness of it. It, it yeah. didn't make sense to me. I, if anything, I mean, I don't know why I like the leaf in that respect. Mm-hmm. That it, it 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 challenged that a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, it, yeah. it didn't really go to bat in style and some other things. I don't. Yeah. I'll, I'll give due where it's due. But a fifteen fifteen minute charge. From a fully charged. That's game changing. That's exactly what they're saying. Yeah. And I I really. Let's wind that back. I mean, what is, what do we think? What is the standard charge right now for most vehicles? Charge for. Oh, I mean, if if they've got a wall charger at home, it's, it's, it's overnight for one. You know, yeah. if you're lucky, I, I mean, uh, the superchargers, the ones you're probably referring to in some areas and parking lots. You know, I I would say yeah, it's hours. I would say at least an hour. I mean, and people are and thing is though, they're not there trying to charge a hundred percent. They're just trying to get enough to get them home in some cases. You know, and, and that is kind of a, a sad for those who are in this transition time with those super long uh, charge times. They're just kind of just there. You know, imagine in twenty forty. We're going to be looking back and like, Grandpa, you sat in a Costco parking lot for how long waiting for your car to charge? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy, homie. We have regenerative, <laughs> we have regenerative uh, systems that just give it back. And oh, it's just like it's going to be it's going to be three minutes, five minutes. It, it'll yeah. be just as long as it takes to fill up it's a full tank of gas. And I think it's it's the and the the natural element of it is the battery technology. You know, mm-hmm. and I wish we kind of had. Um, somebody on, and I, God, I, I want to get um, a gentleman that you and I know yeah. and love from from Braille Battery to yeah. really kind of get in and uber nerd out about. I really want stuff. to. Yeah, uh, we have a friend named uh, Mr. Savage uh, yeah. with uh, Braille. I would absolutely love to have on the show one of these days yep. and just super super nerd out about batteries, man. But I apologize, I yep. didn't mean to take away from your fire because this is a super interesting article. Yeah, and it 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 has. It has implications and applications that are going to be going on for the future. So we're going to be talking yeah. about this five Much years more. from now on your podcast. Absolutely. I've got more. I've got more, though, again. Uh, all right. Go ahead. Go. All right. All right. Now, again, it's a smaller footprint. It's lighter. Uh, its charge is faster. It has a long, longer range. You can drive it longer long, longer uh, ranges. Now, also comes down to price. They are actually ditching the use of rare materials, such in this case like uh, cobalt, nickel. These are just examples that were used in these articles. Uh, so in re- 
overall, it's a cheaper battery, and it's also for, comes from a more ethical, what they called a more ethical supply chain. Uh, not only from a human rights perspective, you know, certain, you know, you've seen how this works sometimes, like the lithium-ion mines and things like that. Yeah. Uh, lithium mines, I should say. Now, they did mention human rights uh, uh, improvements. Uh, you can say, in this case, international relations too, because when you have when you have materials that aren't as rare, well, they're obviously they're plentiful in this case, so you can get them from more places. It's not a you know when you've got a certain uh, international situations happening, not you're not really held host- hostage at that point. Uh, and then also from an econo- uh, environmental perspective, uh, they're being more considerate to the environment using materials that are less harmful to to pull from the earth, whichever whatever uh, materials that they are. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so those I mean, are some of the benefits. About, like with lithium ions, I, like the mines. I mean, that's the crazy thing. I mean, these mines are usually in third world markets, and you know the crazy thing about lithium, uh, the people that mine it are probably more relaxed because of the the mm. uh, the adverse effects of lithium. Just kind of super, just kind of groovy. But at the same time, <laughs> they're being taken huge advantages. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do know that. And I do know that lithium is a finite element. It it is there is there is how to stop. So they're they're really trying to change. Just I mean, still so early in this whole uh, situation, uh, development of batteries. So I really think from Nissan, this is a huge, uh, really good direction that they're going into, though. But uh, about the production, I mentioned earlier, uh, twenty twenty four will be the piloting time for production and bringing it this new battery to market in 2028. Uh, this is actually going to bring, if, this, if everything goes well, this is going to bring Nissan as the first to market uh, versus their competitors by at least two years, these articles are saying, which is a huge advantage. Uh, it brings Nissan to this huge advantage. That's awesome, <laughs> No, yep. I mean, for real. I mean, that, you know, I, I we had some good comments that were going on here. Yes, uh, we, we need to. Talking, um, now, we talked about charging times. Frank um, dropped a note in here. Neighbor has a Polestar electric Volvo, and yeah. it takes about six hours to get full charge. And that's the mm. standard right now. I think he's right. Um, that, like yeah. I said, that's they're all battling these hours. It's like it's kind of like miles per gallon. It's like who's getting the lowest charge? And George uh, chimed in. He said, mm-hmm. I've heard the I've heard the batteries there has been one proposal that could work swap out the whole battery or just a booster battery to get you home just take mm. 10 minutes or less Interesting. I mean, the, the altered uh the altered direction uh, of what you're trying to do or the the mechanics of getting uh what you need to accomplish. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it, people are definitely trying a lot of stuff, you know, I mean, we've been, people have been talking about platform swap um, stuff forever, you know, where the actual platform is the chassis and then you just constantly change yeah. out your body. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it, that's been a situation too, as well, where the batteries stay with the unit and then you're just changing out your, your, uh, the platform. At the it's dealership. like an all wheel. It's essentially like an all wheel drive skateboard with a flat top and you just change from like truck wheels to sedan. To yeah. Take the rivets out. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Miles, you there? Hey, 
I think you're talking so fast that your internet reception is slowing you down. Wow, the internet can't keep up with me. Wow. Can't keep up with you, man. All right. Well, I will slow it down. But interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, a great article, man. Um, it definitely leaves a lot of uh, food for thought on the table. So very cool. It definitely does. Uh, I'm glad to be – again, this article was so prominent through multiple channels and uh, obviously a huge uh, – uh, like I said – like I said earlier, a very ambitious uh, jump for Nissan. So uh, I, I do wish them luck on this, and I'm sure we'll hear more along the way. We'll be sure to keep things covered. Uh, Miles, you have an article, and it involved um, uh, actually a friend of ours, uh, Alfonso Albiasa, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, um, some good news, actually, that kind of came uh, just within the last few days. Um, so Alfonso Albayasa, um, who joined Nissan in 1998, he's had a hand in, in everything from the Frontier design to the QX60s, the 55s, Pathfinder, Rogue, Sentra, um, and most notably um, the Z-Proto and, of course, the Araya. Yeah. Um, just got uh, um, some kudos. Um, let me see here. Mike, do you uh, have the article or you want me to take the steering wheel here? I want to uh, show you what came up on the uh, Nissan website here recently and also on Newsweek's website. Sure. Share away. Let's get this. But, um, yeah, we were super surprised, but not really surprised, to kind of see this uh, make its way over to. But Nissan's Alfonso Abayasa named Newsweek's Designer of the Year in inaugural World's Greatest Auto Distributors Award. So very cool. Um, this came through uh, just recently. Newsweek gave the award, uh, and it highlights the best and the brightest in the auto industry across six categories. Um, so Albayas received the award amid the Nissan Next Transformation, a four-year global initiative that kicked off in 2020, promising 12 new models that we've talked about in the past, including the all-new Araya, Frontier, Pathfinder, Rogue, New Z, and some others. Um, he quoted, uh, disruption is the job description. So I take great honor in this formal recognition of doing what my team and I were born to do day in, day out. Um, it's also incredibly humbling to receive acknowledgement alongside my incredibly talented industry peers for 34 years of wonderful collabor 34 years of wonderful collaboration at Nissan. So yeah, uh, a very cool kudos to him. Um, I wanted to say in addition to overseeing vehicle design, Albayasa also provides direction for the company's logos, display spaces, dealerships, wow. and even building architecture. So he is a very he's very all cool. over the place <laughs> very cool so this came through uh just uh actually last week here and I, I thought it was a very good kudos i wanted to give the man a recognition on that and uh make sure that we talk we talked about that here on it again we love everything he yeah. does super cool guy and he's the next z32 fanatic so <laughs> he's been around for a while i, I yeah I, I, definitely a, a, a nissan uh enthusiast at heart much like Tomuro-san as well who uh, mm -hmm. is essentially works very closely with Alfonso um, the we've seen as part of the Nissan Next program the obviously the new Z uh, I'm in love with it I mean I'm just waiting for my waiting for uh, 
I get my hands on one for one, but uh, we've also seen the Pathfinder. We've seen the Frontier. Frontier has won a lot of awards on its own. We've mentioned that in the past as well. New Frontier's kick and tail, man. It is. I, I really like the new design. I think yeah. the MSRP is where it needs to be. I think it's priced right for the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are buying them. I'm starting to see them out there. I mean, they're going to get some pretty tough competition into the market, but give it time. I, you know, the Frontier is a hell of a truck. So it, yeah. It, I think it's going to do really well once they start getting out there. And I love the new colors. <laughs> which, which color? The new gray. That yeah, gray one. That. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really does. Uh, it seems to be a very popular color, which uh, I, I do like that one as well. Yeah. Um, so, again, kudos to Alfonso uh, for his award. Um, it probably won't be the last. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was thinking was like, yes, he, he's, he's not retiring for God's sake. He, he's got more up his sleeve. I know he does. No, uh, definitely, for sure. So, Congrats. All right. All right, man. Well, uh, I know that covers the articles we typically cover. However, we do have one which we could like to consider a, uh, what would you call it, a lightning round that we call oh, yeah, news. news in 60 seconds. We probably should just drop that because you and I almost never make it in 60 seconds. Um, so, cause we're, we're it's hard. It, well, it we're is. I mean, we, we try, <laughs> but, but it, so sometimes these articles are just too good to not say something more about them. So I'm, I'm okay with it, but I mean, we do try, but, uh, okay. So, um, yeah, uh, a few things here. I actually wanted to throw something in that, mm-hmm. uh, I totally forgot about Mike. And, and, uh, for those that don't know, if you're in the LA area, um, just this week, and I probably should add this into the events, but I'm going to go okay. ahead and throw it out here. Cause you only have a limited time frame. but yeah. the new Z and a Nissan display is on display starting today. At the Nisa, at the uh, the Peterson Museum in LA. So for those that don't know, yep, go check it out mm. if you're in the area. Well, now you know. Yeah, know. <laughs> and uh, all right, Mike, let's go into the news lightning round, if you will. Yeah, let's see what you got. Let's go ahead and go for it. All right, all right. Again, news in sixty seconds. Uh, get your timer out, Miles. No. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go, go for it. All right. Uh, first things first, uh, Mattel has uh, released a special edition Z. You can see here in the pictures is a gold flake limited edition uh, uh, matchbox collector's edition of the new model Z car. Um, these were just released for sale uh, less than 48 hours ago. These things sold out so quickly. Uh, it was actually pretty amazing how fast they, they did sell out. Um, I would say that... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it. <laughs> everything on the internet's true. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now they did say they they're bringing the new Z to life, uh, paying homage to the Z. Uh, what I noticed about these was that unlike uh, some other cars that are currently out, uh, collector cars. I mean, the doors open uh, on this one. You can see the interior. Uh, Miles, I think you had said earlier that Matchbox is known for uh, having rubber wheels. I think that's also yes. a, a kind of a indicator. Yeah, and I will say this: I was like, look. You can split a room here, and I, there are nerds that are in this group with us right now. Mm-hmm. You're either a Hot Wheels man or you're a Matchbox man, <laughs> right? Um, Matchbox, they have the leg up because they make rubber tires on their stuff, and it's pretty badass. But any Hot Wheel man that modifies their little Hot Wheels cars, you're going to put some rubber on there, or you're going to put some slick wheels, and that's just how it is. You might steal some Matchbox wheels, but you're just stealing them just for the wheels. <laughs> and then guess what? Hot Wheels is coming back at you with making 
making versions with the rubber, and they've done that over the years countless times. Mm -hmm. Uh oh, hold on. Well, uh -oh. now I see the nerds. All oh, the fires. Oh, are here they come. Here comes the comments. Yeah. Here comes the comments. But yeah, you're either a Hot Wheels or you're a Matchbox guy, or if you're Bert and <laughs> you're a Tamika guy, which okay. So, mm -hmm. all right. <laughs> you know, sometimes I like I love the Hot Wheels stuff. It can be a little. It can be a little Van Halen sometimes, like a little too Americano. <laughs> and then the Matchbox stuff is great, but it just, I don't like the way it comes out. Like the proportions sometimes aren't best. The yeah. Tamika stuff can be pretty nice, but they just never get the stance right. It's never like the mm. sexy Tamika stance. I don't know, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah. Put me on the crucifix, on the, <laughs> the Hollows crucifix, and crucify me if I'm saying anything that's out of order. If you got an input, Throw it on right now. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, throw yeah. it up here. Now, Let's you did it. mention here, too, on the doors. See, uh, this the door jams are – it's Look missing some it's of the gold there. Right the little tiny people that they get to paint these cars, they didn't do all their prep and masking work. Look at that. Bush League. Bush League matchbox. That's, that's – <laughs> is it a Mako job? What's going on here? You it, know? it does <laughs> look very Mako-ish, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not saying anything. It's an amazing car. Yeah. But I'm just saying – it, you owed it more than what what it got, so I'm just saying it's and less tackle box next time, all right? Yep, yep, more yep, sexy, yep. Less tackle box, but anyway, very Let's cool. Twenty five dollars a pop. Yeah, I probably would yeah. have bought one if they didn't sell out. But you can yeah. now find your one on eBay if you're lucky enough for yeah. one hundred and twenty five. Yeah, the low low price of one twenty five. I'm sure one twenty five now. <laughs> Um, and it's still not made out of real gold. All right, moving along. Yeah. Moving along. Uh, there was some uh, somewhat of a of a issue of PSA miles that you had mentioned wanting to talk about. Did you have something on that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see here. I I did want to talk about this, and for those, and I'm talking to my my Q peeps uh, that are out there right now. If you had the run flat tires that came back in the day, and you had these guys that thing. Your problem. Wow. The old OE tires. Guess what? They're rotting out about this time frame. For those that don't know, we're talking 50s, uh, Q50s and the 60s. I think these were the God, now you got me all I'm shot. Uh, were <laughs> these the Dunlops originally? I'll, I want to say they're the Dunlops, yeah. Okay, yeah, these were the Dunlops that came on them. These are doing this number. They're these are run flats. So you're going to get this little donut situation going on. But what's happening is um, there there isn't quite a recall on them, but there's been a lot of talk on the forums and the groups about these tires. If you have them and your ride is not riding like it should and you're getting that vibration, you're not getting the original feel, maybe it's time to swap out these. Look into it and check how hard your rubber is. Does that make sense? <laughs> But yeah, just yeah. a little PSA yeah. announcement for those that are in the know, mm -hmm. and and you're uh, you're rocking those. Maybe it's time to get out of the Dunlops or replace them. But the price tag on the Dunlops are pretty redonk. So mm -hmm. I don't know. You'll come. Uh, just throwing it out there. <laughs> of course, I'm we say this on. because we care. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we say it because we care. Because we care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. We don't All want, right, yeah, now, exactly. Talking All right. about potential death 
and and upset people. You got a lawsuit you want to talk about? Go on. Oh yeah. So uh, the article again for uh, news in sixty seconds, uh, whatever you want to call it at this point now. News in four hundred and twenty seconds. <laughs> so we put out news in two hundred and forty seconds. All right. As uh, as yeah. Bart threw it on there. Go for it. So I, I read this. This is sort of, this is not exactly Nissan related, but I think for those uh, as Nissan enthusiasts, you can have a chuckle uh, with me on this. This was through Jalopnik. There is a class action lawsuit currently being handed to Hyundai. Uh, this article explains that um, it applies to oil consumption issues for engines essentially that, that are in the Kia and Hyundai models for like the past decade is what they're saying. Uh I think us as Nissan VQ owners, uh, past and, and present, we could say that uh, that's pretty cute. I think uh, as a <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, oil consumption. Yeah, I mean, dude, uh, man, I, I don't know, man. I I, I face it on an everyday basis. Go into a particular type of Nissan, a particular platform of engine. I'm not going to name any names because yeah. we have a lot of guys with a lot of different cars and a lot of different forms that listen to us. But it is yeah. true. Some models get burned some more oil than others. Yeah. Or are known for burning some oil. Absolutely. So what? You know, get anything. Oh, yeah. It's not a perfect world. It's a very imperfect world. You know, I, I read this article and – Near the end, it just came off as whiny, man. I'm just like, it, it was like, oh, well, it's one quart every oil change. Oh, well, now it's two quarts every oil change. We were forced. Oh, they are forced, they said, forced to check their oil level weekly miles. Oh, my God. Can you f imagine a world? <laughs> I, I wanted to say for this, suck it up, Buttercup. Oh, just get your on. car running. Can you play a sad little? Yes, please do. I'm playing a, the saddest song I could for all the oil consumption in your Hyundai engines. <laughs> and my heart will go on. You, all my, right. Yes, you Nissan, um, and again for those, for those who own the VQ engines, no matter what platform it is, uh, again, uh, let's go ahead and uh, uh, again just continue fighting. Check your oil. Keep your level loving. Fight the good oil consumption. Fight the good fight, man. Just keep on fighting Gosh. the good fight. Yeah. Josh threw something in here that made me chuckle. He said, uh, considering they're the most stolen cars on the market right now, how can they even know that? <laughs> Just like it's stolen. <laughs> made me chuckle with that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let me see here. Uh, Bert said, the Zuzu needed a quart every Philip. Wow. A quart every Philip. Yeah. Dude, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, he was a, he was a, yeah, I had a buddy of mine. He was a mechanic, a Nissan mechanic, dude. He literally carried a five quart container in his back seat and every day after work. And I mean, the oil consumption was so bad. I mean, a lot of times, at least for in my case, I don't really leave a cloud that I know of. But this one, his his smoke cloud was so obvious, and that he literally had to fill up, check his oil before leaving the shop every day. That's how bad it was, you know. And that's the life of a mechanic, though, man. You're so occupied improving everybody, fixing everybody else's car except your own. So that that's a that's a <laughs> definitely <laughs> some love there. <laughs> well, it happens. It is what it is. So. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Well, I think that's uh, everything that we're going to talk about for... No, you don't. No, no. I've got one more, too. Oh, oh you're going to nerd out, aren't you? Oh, my God. I, I definitely going to say this. This is I got one last one, again, for you guys as oh, part of... Now, this next one, again, not exactly right, Nissan-related. Get, get a drink, yeah. boys. This one's going to get you angry. <clears throat> no, that's going to... I'm going to rile up the troops on this one, yeah. Oh, Mike's going to Mike's gonna flip the bitch switch. Go on. <laughs> I'm going to become a full-blown Karen. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> He's going to Karen out. Nice. I'm going to Karen out. All right. On the next on the next article that I did want to cover here very quickly is that, oh, great news for you super guys. Oh, man, the super is getting a it's manual like, transmission. so many super people that listen to it. Oh, yeah. It's so ingenious. Oh, man, it's so great. No, what I did want to say, though, is that after four years of the Supra being on the market, oh, they're – it's here through Car and Driver that uh, Supra is officially getting a manual transmission. There are still some unknowns, but this was an article officially, that was recently finally. officially finally all this They're stuff. Correcting right. the error of their ways. Go on. That's what I wanted to say, Miles. Now think about it. After four years, they're doing this. Why are they doing this now, Miles? Why not when the car first came out? And this is what the point that I really want to drive home on this, which is this reaction by Toyota is not. It's not like they listened to their enthusiasts, the people who really want it. No, this is a reaction to feeling threatened by Nissan and the Z car. They saw, Miles, much like ourselves, we saw all the posts on social media about people talking about the Z, that the standard transmission was such, you know, props to Nissan for doing that. I saw a lot of Super owners talking about how they're going to trade in their Supras to get the new Z because they want that manual transmission. And I, I think this is a response by Toyota just to really, I don't know, stay competitive. I, I don't know. To, and it's too, to me, it's too little, too late. Toyota's already shown their colors, what they value the most, and it's not their. Yeah, it's not. It's not their customers. It's not the enthusiast base. They don't listen. It's one of three things. Either. <laughs> ah, okay. It, it's, it's, I told you he's gonna rage out. It's All it's right, one of on. three things. It's one of three things. Miles, in my opinion, either Toyota is not connected with their enthusiasts they don't listen to their enthusiasts or they don't care about what their enthusiasts want i'm sure in an in, in the alternative world of the toyota world their enthusiasts were telling executives they were asking for a manual transmission just as much as we were to our executives but guess who listened and that's nissan and that's really one i want to bring it down to i want to say props for nissan executives uh for listening for caring for being connected with us as the Nissan enthusiast base and for actually doing something. They're setting a trend. In my opinion, again, Toyota's already shown their trailers. They don't they don't they're doing this because they feel threatened, not because they actually want to give their enthusiasts Ooh. an actual driving experience, man. So, so kudos uh, kudos to Nissan poo-poo on Toyota for <laughs> not uh, not listening to uh, to your fan base. And uh, giving them what they want. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! You're you're killing out. it with the sound, man. You're really you're really doing it for me. Thank I you. I am Johnny on the spot with the sound today. <laughs> I am killing, son. Back to my DJs on the ones and twos. All right. Well, um, uh. so that is going to conclude Mike's big session uh, today for the. Uh, Mike's bitches in 240 seconds. All right. Thank you for playing with us and holding off. Now we're going to get to the tip your waitresses on the way out. Yeah. Tip your waitresses and your bartenders. We're going to be doing it for you all night here. All right. 
Uh, okay, hold on. Uh, Josh, before we jump into motorsports, I'm going to let Josh talk. 14-year-olds who defended that trash car on the internet are going to have a field day with that info. All right. Ooh. Tell me yeah. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. That's You can't. If, if, if so, saying. for those that do watch the show, I will put Mike's address <laughs> and a group of angry Toyota super guys will drag him into the My- street. In the Give them... <laughs> but, you know, they probably won't get far because they don't know how to drive standard anyway. So unless it's an automatic, Mike will be okay. I'll be fine. All right. <laughs> so moving on down yes. the line, we got to talk about motorsports here. Um, it's finally starting to pick up now. Um, mm. About goddamn time. So um, we need to talk about Super GT finally dropped their first round, and it was a doozy. So I am going to go ahead and steal. Go for it. Oh, you let me know. There you, let you me go. Know when you're ready to party. Okay, fine. <laughs> go. Whatever. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run this in the background while I go through some of the comments of what the last race was. So a lot happened within the first round here um, of the Super GT. Um, again, it was an amazing um, lead up to here because as me and Mike kind of talked about, um, the Z was coming out as a very promising contender, and it did not disappoint this time around. Um, so with the Z, this um, this round practice and all the days prior to that were very, very powerful. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. So um, coming out of this, um, as you can kind of see here, we're looking at uh, basically Q1 um, for the day. Um, this is just getting everything. It's the day. This is round one and it's going to kick off. All right, so Super GT is mm-hmm. kicking off here, and uh, 416 was Saturday's practice. Mm-hmm. Um, everything turned out pretty slick, man. In the 500 class with all the new Zs, in practice, the Motul Altech Z was actually killing it. It actually was uh, it, it was taking position in in pre-practice, um, putting down a best time of 118.185. Um, Supra coming in just after that, uh, the Tom Supra, and then the Craft Sports Motul Z right after that, and the Advan the Realize Advan Z right after that. So it's Z Supra Z. Supra Z. Ooh. It's crazy. This is practice. So as we start going into this video a little bit further, we're going to start getting into the actual race day, which was hap- um, which was uh, qualifying, um, or excuse me, which was qualifying on 416 the same day. Now for qualification, some things changed a little bit. Um, now I wanted to talk a little bit about that for qualification. Um, sitting on the podium, it turned out that the Supras kind of took the day in the qualification for that day. Um, the Enio Supra, the Denso Supra, and then the Stanley NSX, which is still a pretty damn good contender, and then the Supra in fourth, fifth place, the Realized Advan Z, and then the Supra mm-hmm. Z, Supra Z. That trend kind of stick kept going up, but all the times were right there. So it was Q1, Q2 um, coming at it, and it was a blistering qualification um, for uh, for that Saturday. Now for that's for 500 class for round three. Excuse me for the 300 class for qualification. Um, the day uh, for qualifying went out to the Super BRZ, um, the uh, 
the uh, Kate, the Lexus uh, GT3 RC car came in second. The Tanax Gainer GTR taking qualifying third. And then after that, the NSX, and then the realized Nissan Mechanical Challenge GTR. Remember those guys who kicked ass last year? Yeah. They took fifth. Okay. Hold your cards when it comes to that. Now we're going to talk a little bit about race day, which you're seeing going on right here. Now, 206, let me see here, at about... Where am I right now? So we just passed um, at three uh, here in just a few seconds. And keep your eye on the screen, Mike. The Calsonic mm-hmm. Z. I want you to check out this pass. Ooh. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, push, push, there go, go, go. Yep, yep, yep. That was one of the best passes, in my opinion, one of the cleanest, best passes of the race. There's your Realize um, GTR, um, who's actually going to place very, very well as the as the day moves on. I'll, t- I'll give that to you here in just a few seconds. Okay. Now, the um, one thing that's going to uh, – I'm going to show you here is going to be a contact pass coming up here in just a second. Ooh. And it is right about coming on the next few laps that I wanted you to check out. Here you go. Keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. Ooh. Oh. A little super love on the backside of that one right there. So, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty interesting. And we keep watching this. And as the day unfolds, um, it's really – it's not quite Nissan's day in the 500 class, but they do do some pretty amazing driving for the day. Um, and I'll go ahead and lay down the, the numbers for the day. And first okay. – uh, we had in 500 class, we had the Ineo Supra taking it uh, with a 158.54. And then the Stanley NSX coming in one second uh, behind them. The Motul Altec Z coming in third. So finishing in the really good point systems. And then remember we talked about Supra Z, Supra Z. Guess what? Yeah. The, Zent, the Zent Supra came in fourth, coming in fifth place. Craft Sports Motul Z with Chio mm. driving that. Fifth place, sixth place, Supra. Seventh place, Calsonic Impulse. I was expecting them to finish higher in the higher in the numbers, but guess what? They're still finishing in the points. Amazing. After that, Supra, NSX, NSX, and they did really good. The Realize um, Advan Z unfortunately didn't do what they needed to finish, and they were about mm-hmm. a lap behind uh, when they when they draw the numbers. Wow. Uh, going into the three hundreds, and we're showing here the Realize GTR. Keep checking it out. Okay. Oh, man, my bad. Sorry. And I just messed up the computer screen. But uh, this was the final laps here for the 300 class. The Realize GTR, first place. Woo! That was your 500 class winner right there. Mm -hmm. And they did a a damn good job with everything. Um, So, again, uh, the Super GTR... Uh, finishing in the points of the realized Nissan mechanical challenge, which is a hell of a contender. They are kicking all kinds of tail. So kudos mm-hmm. to them. Um, they, they drove with a one, um, 159.46.88 behind them, the up garage NSX, the Leon pyramid AMG Mercedes, and then uh, the Pacific Ferrari. So they were kicking tail this year. Um, oh, wow. Next in the line on that was unfortunately in 10th place, the gainer to GTR fell a little far back, uh, but they did finish in 10th. And then after that, uh, 11th place was the uh, Buso Rafine GTR, um, the Nismo GT3 uh, that finished out in 11th. So uh, kudos to everybody um, on this one. I think it was a win all in all um, for Nissan uh, overall. Now, see here, boom. 
There Can you go. Challenge GTR. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for the I think for the GT three hundred class, uh, the GTR being the, uh, the the leader, the champion of the race. Um, to me, that I, I mean, obviously, um, we're biased, right? But I see that as being a safe bet. GTR has been in G, Super GT for a very long time. These are these are seasoned pros with a chassis that, they, that they've known for a very very long time, which is a great thing. Well, I think the bigger story, though, like you said, the Nissan Z in the GT500 class getting third place. That's the first race in Super GT series ever, and it gets a podium. That's that's impressive. I, I don't know I don't know what the record is or how often. You know, first time out, new chassis actually do that. But I want to say uh, that the Nissan Z is on a very short list of comp- mm-hmm. of teams Correct. that have actually done that. Now, I wanted it to um, – obviously, uh, this is Nissan's feed from their Nissan TV uh, YouTube video, which is amazing footage, great insights. But we don't get a lot of English-speaking options for it. So, Nissan, if you're ever listening to this, take the time. Try to give us an English-speaking version for the rest of – for for us here. Um, that would be greatly appreciated, but we'll do what we can. But I did want to give you the opportunity – there's not a lot of English speakers for um, for the as far as the drivers concerned, except for uh, the gentleman that you're about to hear from, which is one of the co-drivers, Apollo de Oliverio. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, one of the co-pilot drivers, and I wanted to give you a moment to kind of hear his insights on on the car. Oh, cool. Yeah. So for, yeah, so for Fuji, Fuji uh, now, now of course. Of course uh, uh, our pace, in terms of one lap time, I think is going to be a little bit more difficult because of the extra 60 kilos. But we can still find a good car for the race. Look, on, look for the a tire that is working well for the long distance. And to manage the, the tires well, we can double stint at Fuji because the regulation is different for, for round two. It's a long race, so there's going to be many strategies. One driver can double stint, which is a new thing for Super GT. So until now, I didn't see double stint on the same driver. So this is, there are some chances for uh, strategy for Fuji. So we will have a meeting with the team and think about everything that we can do. So uh, And uh, of course, uh, looking forward to it. So yeah, um, again, great insights. Um, If you ever get a chance to check out the YouTube highlights, highly recommended. Um, You definitely want to jump in there and and check those out if you can. And um, yeah, uh, that's motorsports uh, for Nissan. Next round's coming up here. We've got about three weeks from what I understand for the next round. We'll obviously post up the links and give you an opportunity to check those out. We'll give you the dates here pretty soon. Um, But that's everything I got. Mike, you got any questions? <laughs> uh, I have never seen a co-driver hold the microphone for another driver. If you saw that interview, the co-driver from the uh, Realize team, normally it's the announcer or the interviewer that holds the microphone. If you look back, it's the co-driver that holds the microphone. <laughs> I don't know. Just a crazy you know, observation that I saw. That's, that's, uh, what are friends I, for? I, well, it's either super friends or guess what? I control everything. I have the microphone. You will listen to everything I have to say. I will tell you. <laughs> What you speak when you want to what would you want to speak? And have, no, just, what do I do with my hands? He's, he's, just, he's trying to, you know, he's just trying to, he's trying to be a homie. You know, that's all it really is. You know, and I, I can respect that. All right. From now on, I'm going to control your interviews every time we do one. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, uh, yeah. And that's it. All right. But, that takes uh, yeah, care. I was, uh, but honestly, Super GT is looking really impressive this year. So if I haven't stressed it enough, 
it is amazing driving. It's the brand that we love. You, you, I would recommend trying to get behind it. Um, schedule up the um, schedule up the races if you can on your own personal schedules. Um, yep. If not, check the Nissan Nerd Podcast um, Facebook page. We try to update those with uh, yep. all the links. So you can go and check that stuff out. We can give you the English version. We'll give you the English version. If we yeah. can't, learn Hey, Japanese. let's let's dub them ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would be fun. And we'll just make stuff up as we go. Just like I, uh, I never thought we would get a cease and desist order from Nissan, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if, it would probably come from the. But why? The the <laughs> yeah. But why? Yeah, that's probably how it happened. Oh. Right, uh, moving along, um, yes. you've got some. Um, what are you bringing on the? What are you bringing to the table? Yes, uh, we're talking about the Nissan Edams team at Formula E. Uh, that's what I want to recap for you guys as part of our motorsports segment here. I'm going to let this video play in the background as I give you some information as we go. Of course, we're talking about rounds four and five, a doubleheader in the streets of Rome. This happened April 9th and 10th. So what is that? Almost two weeks ago uh, when this happened. Uh, actually, check this first uh, part here. Uh, there's a Nissan. This is a little bit of bad news for Nissan here. I'll show you. It's literally right here in the opening moments of round four. Uh, essentially, what you're going to see, though, is that you've got Maximilian Gunther. Uh, he, he qualified 16th. Um, and you'll see here, uh, going wide at a corner uh, didn't go so well. And you're going to see him right here. Um, let's see if we see it. It's... Right there. Okay, getting tight, getting tight. Right, right there. That's and a boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, boom, right there. There, you, that's that's Nissan right there. Hit the corner, uh, went wide at the corner. He was the first car to actually retire uh, in round four, unfortunately. Uh, Sebastian Buemi though qualified 17th, finished 16th. So for the first round. Uh, no points to bring home. Uh, however, round five, which happened the very next day, uh, Gunther uh, qualified uh, 16th. Uh, he had a puncture in the first lap, in the opening lap of round five. Uh, but uh, through a, a lot of, uh, you know, fixing the repair, continuing the race, he finished an impressive P11. Still not enough to get points, but considering what he had to go through to have a, a, a mid uh, what do you call that? Uh, uh, mid mid pack finish. Uh, it was still rather impressive considering the circumstances. Uh, Sebastian Buemi qualified fifteenth and finished ninth. So he did bring two points home for Nissan uh, here uh, and this doubleheader uh, in Rome. Uh, that still keeps Nissan as an eighth place uh, as a constructor so far this season. Uh, there are eleven teams. Nissan is currently uh, eighth. Uh, we still have many more rounds to go. Round six will be a single, uh, let's talk about it here. Round six will actually be happening, uh, April 30th and it's happening on a very historical, uh, streets of Monaco, which again, this is the actual, uh, same configuration at Monaco that you would see at a, at a typical F1 race. Let's just say that, um, again, with 10 races to go. Uh, they Nissan really needs to push to uh, really have a better outcome, and, and, and you know a lot of times it's about setting, uh, improving morale, and really kind of getting that extra push. Like I said, to um, uh, to, to really change the trajectory of the of the rest of the season. With ten laps, sorry, with ten races, ten rounds to go, they're still yeah. still very hopeful, but uh, it, it it's still a very critical point. Uh, right now for the team. 
Uh, so that is our recap here. Uh-huh. It is still anybody's day to take that and go ahead and <laughs> So the day could still be taken um, as long yeah. as Nissan puts in the effort. <laughs> now, a little bit of news. This was actually, this could be some potentially good news. I want to, want to mention this. Uh, this was a recent article. Uh, Nissan has actually acquired the EDAMS team, 100% owners of the EDAMS team. Uh, you know, we met. Contract. Yep. Uh, full control, full ownership of the Formula E team. Uh, they say that the change in ownership and the new management structure will take place effective immediately. Uh, Tommaso Volpe, the general manager of Nissan Formula E, will also become managing director uh, of the EDAMS team. Again, effective immediately. Um, just when a little you bit of back. For me, you race for the best. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like but yeah well you know it's really funny though because you know not too long ago um we i i actually featured another article regarding ownership of the uh of the edams team um the previous owners of the edams team uh they it was um uh, the drio family uh the founder Jean Paul Drio, uh, he he actually passed in 2019. His sons took over, and it's really part of this. Uh, their sons essentially were the uh, uh, the ones who sold uh, their stake, or you could say the complete ownership of of the team to oh, Nissan wow. as okay. of this point. Yeah. So this transition has happened. It makes me wonder, though. You know, the the term dams and e dams was from uh, that. You know. The former owners. I'm wondering whether or not in 2023 so or, or, uh, or retire it. Who knows? Know. That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, could could it be the Nismo Formula E team? I, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. That's actually interesting. All right. Well, we'll find out here pretty soon when we get a Nissan newsroom update on it. So absolutely, because there's Uh, always so much motorsports happening on the uh, the Nissan world when they mm -hmm. recognize it at that level. So yeah, it's either Super GT or it's going to be Dams. Everything else from there is in the in the gray finite that we like to operate in. So talking about the gray finite of Mm -hmm. Formula D. From we'll give you a, a little brief rundown on it, Mike. I think you got yeah. this one too. Go for it. Not a problem. Uh, you know, last episode we talked about Formula D uh, round one, which was in Long Beach. Uh, want to go ahead and just give you a follow up. Round two is actually happening at Road Atlanta, May sixth and seventh. Uh, what is that? About three weeks. Well, well actually, uh, yeah. two weeks from pretty much two weeks from now. Uh, so stay tuned if you are in the Atlanta area. Try to grab some tickets. Uh, Formula D is happening. We'll be sure to uh, give you some results as a part of uh, Nissan's results uh, in Formula D. And then lastly, oh yeah, lastly, don't don't for, don't think we've forgotten. We are still intending to cover the Nissan uh, Centra Cup, which is essentially uh, based out of Canada. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we for it's so weird that this isn't even stateside for us, but yeah. we love this. I love this. But it's not even in our in our backyard. Um, it's over the fence, and the neighbors put up a high fence, and we can't even see over there. But I hear <laughs> a lot of good things going on. Yeah, uh, the Nissan Super uh, Nissan Centra Cup has been something that Mike and I have been, and also the Micro Cup. Let's not forget because that's how it started yep. off life yep. a number of years ago. And now with the Nissan Centra Cup, it's gotten even more exciting. And it's just something that's just. 
I want to see a lot more of. And we covered it last year, but I was expecting so much more coverage from it available through the media. And we got a little bit for the first couple races, and then it was just was kind of gone. Like we couldn't, yeah. keep, we couldn't find anything. And, and the races were so like back to back to back to back that it was just done in an instant. Yep. So, um, yeah, um, we were definitely super interested in it. I hope this year there's a little more coverage because we would definitely like to, um, talk about it and definitely give exposure where credit is due. Cause we love the event, but Mike, I'll let you talk about the dates and everything that's kind of coming up on it. Not a problem. Again, 2022 season of the Centra and Micra Cup, as you mentioned, Miles, uh, starting May 20th. So what is that? Uh, about a month from now is when rounds races one and two will occur. Uh, about a month later, June 17th through 19th, it's rounds three and four. Uh, pretty much another month in between races again. July 22nd and 24th is when you'll see races five and six. Uh, at that point, um, you're looking at about another two weeks, August 5th and 7th. Um, from there, it's uh, about another week, month long, uh, September 2nd and 4th. Essentially, in total, from, from the first race of the season to the final uh, race, which is a total of 12, it's about a three-month uh, span of, of race time. So uh, I, I, noticed you didn't, I noticed you didn't talk about the locations <laughs> where they were at. Because I know your French is pretty horrible. My French is horrible, well, I, man. Uh, you know what? On yeah, We'll make it easy. Um, so the first round is the Canadian Tire Motorsports um, Park in mm-hmm. Ontario. Uh, Mike, yeah. tell them where the second round <laughs> one is. How's your French? God, I hate here? you. All right. <laughs> Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. <laughs> See, it's the Latin. It's the Spanish. It's the Spanish that comes through because French just, and Spanish are both Latin. Why do you just do it in Spanish? Come on. It's just as good as your Japanese. Come on, let's go. Circuit Mont Blanc, maybe. I, I roll the R. I don't think French roll R's. So that was, that's on me. Yeah. The, 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 the next one's pretty decent. Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, Ontario. Perfect. I got that one. And then you're back. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Circuit Mont Blanc QC. Oh, I hope you're. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> By the way, that's exactly how they pronounce them uh, in Canada. All right, so moving. Oh yeah. <laughs> moving on down the line. Uh, we've got to go through back alley chat. So oh, me yeah. and Mike were kind of kicking around for the last day or two about, um, you know, what is kind of firing us up or, you know, what is the hot topic for back alley chat? Cause we get it anytime that we have a really good topic and we start arguing on it. Yeah. It's usually going to be a pretty good back alley chat. So, um, in this particular case, it, with all sincerity, there's a lot of economical concerns that are going on right now, which are leading to, you know, uh, the current situation that we're having with um, the effects of the global uh, material shortages causing delays um, for a lot of things. But I guess ultimately we want to throw a back alley chat out. Could the effects of the global material shortages delay your project car plans? And honestly, I think it's a pretty damn valid question, you know, Um, and and we started like talking about, okay, now we're talking car purchases, delay of cars getting to market. Now we're talking about aftermarket parts. I mean, are aftermarket parts actually harder to get to? So we actually had to do some research, call friends, 
you know, and, and yeah. check our facts. And guess what? We found out because we thought, okay, the chip shortage is a thing, but how about the color man? How about the brother out there trying to install some some aftermarket parts in his garage? Guess what? Yep. Everything, everything, and we're talking car purchases and car part, new and aftermarket and body shop world, um, mm -hmm. are delayed at this time. Maintenance really parts included, even if you're trying to get an oil filter, for God's sake, it's yeah, in some yeah. cases it's very very hard so to find. That is our back alley chat. You know, um, our part shortages affecting you, affecting your projects, affecting the availability to buy the cars that you want. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and talk about a recap yeah. of events which have kind of led us to shortages well, Mike, what? i know you you did a, a bulk of this legwork here i'm gonna let you kind of talk about it cool no problem uh before we do i do want to encourage for those of you that are with us online uh if you have been affected or have a story uh regarding uh parts being either super expensive either hard to find uh whatever story relating to shortages definitely include it in the comments we yeah. want to share what what we can have uh, been, at the end yeah. If you've been affected or if you've been negatively touched in your wallet area, <laughs> let us know. We have a bear with a wallet and you tell us where You tell us uh, where on the bear on the bear have you been have bear. you been Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, all right, all right. So, yes, a brief recap of what's going on. Of course, this is sort of common knowledge, but I really want to just set the foundation so we really get this conversation going. Uh, you could say that our shortages began, uh, these issues began as a response to the pandemic, uh, COVID. You know, you had a loss of manpower in factories. Factories were shutting down uh, as a response. Um, other uh responses led into logistics uh, both foreign and domestic you're talking about trying to transport these goods from one place to another but when you've got a lack of manpower that's either sick or you have got companies that are just trying to figure out a plan to respond to this in, in a safe way uh, there were definitely repercussions or, or, or uh, delays involved uh, we've seen tons and tons of boats uh, stuck in the customs harbor you know on the west coast trying to get in to deliver all these parts there was a huge waiting line so these are just some ideas and then you know this started two years ago and then we we kind of think that we're on the uh that we've we've already passed the peak of it and it's true uh we, we've read some articles saying that essentially the the peak of the shortage has passed that's good news now we're still feeling the effects yeah we've peaked <laughs> we we've uh we we we've uh, passed the peak uh, of 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 COVID related uh, issues. Now we're still feeling the effects, probably until the end of the year. That's from based on some articles that we've read in the past. However, you know we've got again. I'm not really a political guy, Miles, but we, there is something happening uh, in Ukraine, obviously, and that too is actually affecting our logistics in more ways than we actually would, would actually think about. Um, and I can give you a few examples here, though. But what I do want to do in the meantime. Is that I do want to share my screen, uh, and you know it's simple supply and demand. When supply is low, sorry, when supply is low and or demand is high, the prices are going to increase, right? Uh, again, I'm going to share my screen. These are just a few examples of materials and the prices of which they're going, and this is just proof of the shortage for those maybe ha who haven't um, 
uh, felt it. This is just some graphs that I help. Again, this is us, this is me nerding out for just a moment here. Uh, aluminum has spiked. Uh, again, you're looking at just in percentage wise here, 25 to you know it peaked uh, decent percentage here. Obviously, uh, an upward trend. Uh, we're getting into copper. You see, it's a lot of into electronics and wiring. Very volatile. Lots and ups and downs. Overall, trending upward uh, here. You've got nickel. Uh, nickel's got a huge, huge spike that just recently happened. And I, I have a personal story on this. Uh, people are asking why nickel. Well, the material nickel is used to develop stainless steel. So it's very, very, it's needed. Um, the number one supplier of nickel is, I believe, Russia. And number two is Ukraine. So the two company, the two, the two countries that you need to uh, receive this element for to develop stainless steel that you can't really get it right now yeah and so that's why this these prices have just shot up so much and it's a response to these international uh, conflicts here lithium we were talking about it earlier miles with batteries currently this is just in the last six months or last year per se uh just for for sake here oh god uh what's what's the increase that they're showing here uh Giving me obviously you can tell here it, it's nearly doubled for God's sakes you know uh, it's it's shoot more than that actually and we're talking uh, pricing raw materials at this point and this is everything that manufacturers need to do their business to produce what they want to innovate um, mm -hmm. and and to bring to bring units to market uh, and that makes complete sense you um. um it, it's crazy that we kind of talked about this being as affecting so much you yeah. know um and we started talking about you know it affecting your world and then for those that don't know uh, in the insurance world um i i i have my hands in auto and then i also have my hands in um you know home construction um mm. insurance as well so we're seeing these like national back orders in home construction for things that is just due to staffing and due to availability of materials, I mean, where we would have what we call them national back orders, um, where, you know, if they were ever experienced, we're talking one week, two week notifications. Now we're talking like six to nine month delays on certain things like for the home. Don't break your windows. It double Ooh. pane windows, the framing stuff's on the six to nine month back orders for some of that stuff. Now that's in the home industry, but how can it affect everything that's happening in the the body shop industry? And yeah. for instance, guess what? Body shop industry is affected tremendously right now. Everything for the availability of the production of stamping out parts, things like doors, hoods, um, we're talking even suspension um, calibers for Christ's sakes are on national back orders when, and you'll find this out if you have a car that took a little bit of damage, took a little bit of, of, um, of run damage, you know, from uh, uh, trade and paint with somebody on the highway. Guess what? Um, the delays are real right now. The industry, uh, the automotive repair industry is hurting badly for the availability of parts for certain vehicles, um, especially anything that has to kind of come overseas or has these national backwards. And now we're talking Let's get into the the oh, that's affecting everybody. The availability of aftermarket parts. Now, you yeah. and I, Mike, 
we kind of watch the same patterns for because we have a lot of the same cars, so we mm-hmm. follow the same patterns for aftermarket parts. Yes, for uh, things like cores, are like, hey, these brake uh, brakes are available. Let's go ahead and buy you buy a set, and I'll buy a set, and we put them on the shelves in case we need them for a project for a later day. You yep. cores are a really big <laughs> deal right now. Um, you know, we were just checking the other day with Rock Auto. Yeah. Um, you know, I was looking at um, cores. Cores have always like and i was doing calibers and i was like oh okay you know sometimes there's a core sometimes there's not always a core for a caliber but i'm mm-hmm. going to take these off and i'm just going to send them off because guess what that that's what you want to do you know when you're servicing a vehicle i start looking at the core prices yep triple the price on average Woo! right now for cores which means they want them back because they can't order new core replacements Mm-hmm. Um, anymore so they want your cores to rebuild them the rebuilding services business right now is crazy yeah. for all that stuff alternators um starters um ac condensers calibers um yeah. power steering racks it's i had thing exactly what you mentioned i have that same issue so one of the things i'm also trying to work on the z is to get a rack and pinion and I go to Rock Auto just for a, just to, to gauge prices. They don't have it available, but what they do have, they say, "Oh, uh, send us your core, and we're gonna re- we're gonna rebuild your part." Uh, we're not even gonna get. There's no exchange at that point. They're literally building what you give them. That's kind of an indication of how dire some of these things are. I mean, some of these suppliers or some of these uh, units. Uh, new or re- rebuilt, I mean, they just can't get them uh, either fast enough or, again, manpower is another one, too, uh, just yeah. uh, that, that are seeing this before. Um, and, you know, yeah, we did. I, we- I, I, wanted, I wanted to comment on here. A few people were kind of dropping some, some yes. comments because we have people that are in the industry or they're feeling it, just like we're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to go straight to Ion here. He says, uh, there's also silicon chip shortages, which is no small thing, and he couldn't be more than right, right. Um, because we talked about that affecting the automotive industry, but it yep. is affecting everything. Everybody's dying and grabbing it at uh, grasping at straws for these chips that go into yep. everything that we uh, that we know and love. And and that's a big one that's actually causing the used market to go up. So you know when we think of supply and demand and prices going up, we always think the new car market, but because New cars are either literally, and I've seen this firsthand. There are brand new cars sitting in a field, waiting to receive that one last piece, that one last chip, so that they can be able to be sold. Uh, and because there's a delay, now used cars are going up. I'm actually thinking about trying to buy another car, but because the used car market is also increasing by so much, I'm starting to think. This this is me being affected essentially, where I start to think, well, maybe I should wait it out a little more. Can my car make it? You know, et cetera. Uh, True. The, <laughs> yeah. How much oil do I need to put in this? <laughs> <laughs> how, how many more cords do I need to waste? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're getting some really good comments in here. I'm gonna keep yeah. the keep the party going. Bird. Yeah. Chopping a note in, still waiting on my various carbon fiber parts I ordered last June. I'll make a phone call for you. I'll talk. I want to speak to the manager of the manager. And that's it. You got to get Karen on him, Bert. Don't be scared. All right. Uh, He also said, buddy of mine, his shop has 15 cars sitting waiting for parts. This is real, man. These are actual real things that are happening. And you're not, you're, you're. 
the average person's not going to feel it until you have to feel it. John, yeah. Mr. Papa Giorgio, Papa Sergio, <laughs> actually commented here. He goes, I'm in the batter energy storage business. I'm living the commodities increase nightmare daily. I have vessels stuck at sea. Good Lord. More yeah. vessels stuck in Long Beach and trucks trying to load in Shanghai. And that port just closed down again. Wow. Logistics chain is screwed for another two years at least. Wow. That is insane, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. I but, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that kind of leads us to exactly what we were talking about. Um, Ion dropped the note in here. He said, people are interested in rebuilding again. Like I said, the rebuild market is going nuts right now, yep. which is a sort of an interesting turning point. You know, um, you and I kind of talked about this, Mike. Mm-hmm. About the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the churning point of rebuilding, rebuilding again, yep. you know, um, I, what's crazy is the U S market was amazing at the rebuild services for the longest time. And maybe this is a U.S. economy thing. That's kind of works mm -hmm. in our favor. Maybe it could work for other economies. Maybe the the small business will have this type of startup potential for rebuilding. These well, there's tons. Of, and I do see opportunity in this. I mean, not, one is for, um, when it comes to mining or however these parts are extracted, recycling, for God's sake, all the aluminum, all the steel, all the stainless steel, you really got to look into reuse, uh, recycling uh, domestically. Uh, you also look at domestic production. Uh, if not that, at least continental on this continent. You're still looking at, you can, you can look at uh, in Mexico or Canada, perhaps uh, the, the NAFTA free trade, you know, style you might say that that's yeah, still Mike, an option we're, we're, yeah, we're yeah. getting more international now. these days so <laughs> you got to think about our australian brothers our, our uk brothers we got people yep. chiming in now from True. all over the world to listen on the podcast yep. so i guys, yes yes not, yes it's not our continent versus the other continent just yet so oh i never yeah of course not of course not right. now i did have by the way miles i didn't tell you this though but earlier today since we were talking about we knew we were talking about this subject just a little bit i actually reached out to our friend uh, spencer at z1 motorsports and uh -oh. kind of asked for his opinion so for those who don't know z1 motorsports is one of the largest global providers of nissan oem parts nissan performance parts everything under the sun uh, they are uh, Z1 Motorsports is a, a, a huge um, uh, factor, a huge uh, resource for you to get parts. And so I thought he was the perfect candidate to ask, how has this effect, uh, how has the shortage affected you? And I literally just got his response uh, during the show. So this is hot off the press, though. Um, saying here that, sure, yes, the uh, this is, you know, again, from a, a quote here. Uh, yes, the shortage is a real thing. Uh, it's hit many suppliers harder than others. Uh, it goes uh, at Z1, they've worked hard to uh, raise stock levels and safety stock levels significantly. Uh, of course, uh, con contributing factors with COVID, uh, power restrictions, shutdowns, uh, delays uh, in logistics, both local and global scale have made things much more complex to manage. So a lot more manpower is being involved to really, you know, Crack that whip, uh, you know, and get these things to your front door as soon as possible so that they can be shipped. Again, orders are waiting to get these things out, though. Uh, Spencer went on to say that uh, uh, that many more people are understanding of the unique climate that we're in 
and uh, committed to have higher stock availability rates uh, than anyone. Uh, over the past two years, Z1 has added over 50% more storage and 50% more staff to meet the stocking fulfillment and support needs. Uh, says still growing. Actually, he's looking for more people on his team, by the way, too, he says here. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> winky face. Hey, for, what? Uh, no. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, of course. Hey. Plug for, always for looking, man. Always opportunities. We feel hey, expense. We love and you. And anybody in the Atlanta area, that definitely. <laughs> now, Howard. If you live in and around the Atlanta area and are looking for a position that gives you the the opportunity to meet interesting and sexually potent people, um, reach out to Z1 Motorsports. Now, honestly, that they're a great employer, great of business. Course. We absolutely love them, but great. My joke. What I wanted to say though is that he did mention something that we haven't mentioned yet, which is as a as a retailer, as a supplier, as a distributor of parts, something they can do to get ahead of the curve is to essentially um, overstock your items while you can so that when the shortage does come in whatever particular material or, or part that it is, you, you definitely have something still on the shelf to keep you going. Uh, that's actually a really, uh, a really good strategy. Parts, parts hoarding? Essentially, what we're saying. I, 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 well, we mentioned it on a personal level, but uh, yeah, I, from a business perspective, yeah, you have yes, to. Yes, you have to part toward me or them. You have to survive. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I get that. Now, it's it's true. You have to kind of be a little strategic, and I can understand that as well. So, um, a few things that I wanted to kind of uh, kind of go back and touch base. We got a few more comments because this yeah. is actually a very. Um, I'm, a very I'm loving this. Thank you guys for for writing. So, yes. Um, uh, Brad chimed in. He goes, "We've got a scourge of a holes stealing catalytic converters from cars, <laughs> train stations, selling them for. Uh, I'm assuming rare metals, not rear metals. But either yep. way, mm -hmm. those, those metals, rear or rare, are worth some money. <laughs> but he's got a point. You know, that's kind of not new. That's been happening for a while. You know, what's crazy? Um, I don't know what neck of the woods you're in, Brad, but um, in Texas." Um, they recently have started a thing when you're going to take in catalytic converters, they require that they link them to a VIN number um, to, I guess, yep. um, to deter um, people from stealing the catalytic converter because now they have to prove it up. I'm sure there's ways to get around it. There's always going to be sketchy people buying stuff like that. But I, I, I actually had my own situation where I had to turn in my own catalytic converters because they were fairly clogged yep. on a Nissan Frontier. I had to replace them. I put on my new ones and I went there. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn these in. And I know I'll get a few bucks for them. But they made me jump through so many hoops. They made me bring my VIN, uh, my title of my vehicle in. Um, they had to look for the stamping, the cuts. They had to make sure that they, they inspected the original vehicle. And then they took my license. Um, a quart of blood. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a lot. Spread your um, cheeks and lift your sack. Yeah. Yeah. Lift sack. Um, but it's true um, uh, at the end of it all though I was expecting a certain number that number was damn near double um, because of the precious metal aspect of it so the markets there 
But does your state um, put in the roadblocks to deter that from happening for the future? So, yeah. You Good. know, whether, and I'm curious for those boys that are chiming in right now from like Australia, the UK, yeah. do you guys have a problem with, uh, with precious metals being stolen from your vehicle, AKA cats? So mm-hmm. um, we'd like to hear from you and see what's going down in your neck of the woods. So I guess, Aust- yeah, if Brad's chiming in from Australia, I guess it's, you know, this is a, this is a global yeah, we're not the only ones. Global situations. Yeah, this is nothing new. Uh, wow, that stinks, yeah. man. Brad, I'm sorry to hear that's happening in your neck of the woods, brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, Miles, getting back to the question, though, too. So yeah. for for you personally, how has the shortage, has any shortage in the last year or two affected you? And uh, I, if you want to share yours, I'll share mine and go from there. Yeah, you know, um, just so me personally, I work on a lot of people's cars. Uh, locally and, and i i really don't charge that much uh, if anything i just try to get a little bit from my time but i'm just trying to keep vehicles on the road yeah. give people the experience of learning how to work on their own cars yeah. where before it was out of their thought process of even repairing their own vehicles and they were thought, thinking about selling these cars so i said you know what bring your parts we'll install them together pay me a little something from your time and let's get that done but I find that customers are having harder times finding these parts. Thankfully, some companies like Z1, for for instance, SPL parts are still making some availability. Um, luckily, because they have part availability at this time. Um, that's on a local level here in Texas or here yeah. in the United States. But um, yeah, I've had some stuff that kind of is going wrong with the customer's car and where I would normally be able to get it in a three-day or five-day turnaround. I find that I can't just rely on ordering on the website. I have to make a phone call to the manufacturer or to the the parts distributor. Yeah. I, I can't I can't rely on the fact that the website's updated because the limited quantities literally can bite you in the tail. You know, you start committing to time frames with customers to get vehicles repaired. You can't do that anymore. Say, so, I mean, it's happening in the body shop industry. I'm just a little grassroots, uh, you know, shade tree mechanic that's trying to keep friends and family kind of going, and I'm trying to keep a, a car club going. Sorry, uh, <laughs> and trying to keep things going in that respect. But it's true. I'm sure there's a million guys like me that are having that same type of effect. But yeah, damn. So that's that's true, man. That's true. Um, yeah, for me, you know, I mentioned a few things just regarding the uh, – now, for me personally, uh, it, it would take a lot for me to buy a new car. So that, that the new car market isn't really affecting me though, but however, the used car market is affecting me. I've seen uh, Nissan prices and other car prices, just cars that I'm interested in, just have a curiosity. Do, you know, who doesn't window shop on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace? And then all of a sudden, you see these numbers – you know, increase by not just hundreds, but you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars, more than that. It just depends on what it is, and you start thinking, ah, man, I really, you know, I. You think two things: either I should have bought it earlier, or eh, I'm going to wait. It just depends on how much, how bad you actually need it, you know. So that's that's one thing I've seen uh, looking at used cars. Um, what I'm really waiting for, what, what not waiting for, maybe what I'm. At least in these times, in this economy, I think of uh, – I don't know. I like saying that too. In this economy, uh, uh, I really – when it, when the time comes for me to uh, uh, either upgrade or, or, or add to my garage uh, a new car or truck, I'm really going to try – I'm really going to be on the lookout for just 
a, the deal, not a deal, but the deal. You've got somebody out there. It's going to be consumer to consumer. It's not going to be through a dealership. It's somebody who says, oh, well, yeah, I've seen them. There's actually – and every every sale has a story. I just saw one. It was like, oh, well, my son doesn't deserve this car. I'm selling it cheap. Or, <laughs> yeah, crap. or – this uh, was my, my this was my a piece of crap. I want to go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. Through the <laughs> he does he doesn't deserve my love or my financial. Oh, right. But um but but I see where you're going with that. Now, I did want to mention something about um before we get into and I know we're getting hot topic talking about catalytic converters and metals and the mm-hmm. the sleaziness of people stealing cats, but um the used car market right now yeah. is also a thing and I know this is uh, we're, my, we're this is a big fat back alley check burger it, it's triple burger with triple cheese and some bacon in it because we've got <laughs> a lot to kind of cover here today but the uh, you know um uh, a secondary uh, a secondary precursor to this is that the uh the used car market yeah. is redonkulously uh high right now yes you know you find dealers are actually trying to buy people's used cars mm. at higher rates they're paying a premium to buy used cars just to fill their lots with used car vehicles because the used car market is so high right now too yep. as well you're seeing we were talking about this the other day and it's weird that i gauge my value of cars based off of like five vehicles <laughs> it's, weird. it's weird and i swear to and it's all off a of nissan and this is how much of a nissan nerd i am like i price how well the used car market is by the nissan cube the nissan okay. rogue the nissan frontier and then um let me see here the xterra and okay. then what else uh god there was one and the toyota of uh, forerunner that's it and and depending Uh on how high those go I usually can kind of see I know it sounds stupid to just gauge it completely off that but it's true the used car market is extremely high if and some are gauging as high as a 20 to 30% increase in used car vehicles right now so yeah does it does it pay to keep your old car yeah. Uh, Do you I, have part availability? Are you going to have more part availability for, I don't know, the 87 720 that you've got sitting outside that stills your, your beater versus, mm-hmm. you know, the brand new, um, you know, Ford F-150 that doesn't have any part availability? Yeah. Um, or, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, it's just kind of well, crazy. I won't so, lie, man. I've kind of, I've kind of saw this too. Cause I have a brother who's looking at, he's looking for a 350. So he, he consults with me, right? He's like, Hey, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I come to you. Yes. Yeah. Hours. That's yeah. So he, he comes to me and he shows me these cars and they're 350s and they have just as much miles as mine, uh, similar condition, you know, and Essentially, it's more the, the the prices are more than what I personally paid for my car five years ago. You know, so it, the the idea does come to mind. It's like, is this if you have a car sitting around, this is the time to sell in many cases because demand is high. You can actually capitalize on it just a little bit. I mean, literally, my this, my my Z, I've put seventy thousand miles on it since I've bought it. And I could probably sell it for two grand more than what I paid for. Uh, one grand, uh, fifteen hundred bucks more than what I bought it for. Like that's that's unheard of. Like after all the years of, of abuse, you can get a car and actually make money on it like that. I mean, 
And, it, and it's not a garage queen either. It's not a collector. Well, sorry, 350Zs are on their way to being collectors. I've, you've seen that. The drift oh. tax is a fact in the 350Z. Like That's a whole separate story. That's a separate story. Because you but, yeah. own the car. Yeah, we, we're not going into the drift tax. We're not yeah. doing that. We're talking about straight up economy making changes. But yeah, um, very good. I love the fact that you're always an opportunist and always willing to uh, pocket rape your fellow man. <laughs> <laughs> God, and this is why I don't buy anything from you because you're yeah. in the pocket with me. Yeah. I already got this going on here. Yeah. I mean, I can't have it. I can't have it two yeah. ways. All right. No, no, no. Okay. Um, I will say one last thing though. Um, the is actually brought in a point too for me shopping. Why not look at used performance parts? Uh, again, one is because they are available. And even yeah. if there is a markup, on uh, most cases, when it comes to just parts, uh, yeah, there's probably going to be a markup involved, but it's still not as much as the part buying new. Uh, in in yeah. this case, exhaust. If you find one in good condition, you're still ahead, I think. If this stays up for another two years, I'm telling you right now, we're going to Mexico. We're just I'm going to trade everything in. <laughs> we're just going to buy Nissan Sudos slash Sentra's. Yeah. And that's just how we're going to do. We're going to tr- convert those into trucks. Yeah. And then when in five years on the market, finally flip-flops and everything's electric, then we're going to turn those those fools electric when those batteries hit. And we're going to start robbing <sighs> those out of uh, everything else. And that's how the ghetto get by. Well, I've seen your fabrications. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen... I've seen your fabrication skills on the 620. Yeah. <laughs> exactly how I'm going to fabricate absolutely everything going into the future. So, um, yeah. before we step out on this topic, uh, yeah. I want to give uh, a few more comments out to the crowd. A lot of comments today. Yeah. So, kudos. Um, Brad out of Aussie said, So, I've been told JDM cars here in Australia have gone through the roof. Big money due to buyers in the U.S. Hey, calm down now, Brad. The U.S. now <laughs> able to import them due to the new registration rules. Apparently getting purchased from here by your countrymen. All right. All right. Uh, but no, for real, uh, we are we are the drift tax is pretty stupid here, man. We're buying up stuff at redonkulous prices. So yeah, my apologies if we're destroying your car scene. My that's bad. an interesting topic. I never I never I never thought of it from that perspective that Something that or they've had still- for so long is now being directed somewhere else. A, a, a but you know what's crazy it. is like we had so many Zs, like 240 Zs, S30s. That we sold so many here that the Japanese and like the UK and everybody's trying to buy our RS30 chassis. I mean, just we're talking drift taxes and nerd stuff. But yeah, so yeah, well, uh- but systematically – um, Carboys have destroyed the the availability mm. to purchase your dream car. So yeah, I meant what, to do that. <laughs> one last thing though, too, Biles, and it's just a side note. Uh, you know, here in the United States, we have a 25 year rule for importation of Japanese cars, JDM cars, essentially. Uh, Canada has a 10 year rule, so that means honestly. And there was a big article on a Japanese nostalgic car, and I'm talking this, you know, six seven years ago when the first Skyline R32 had come in. To the states, the first supposedly the, the first Skyline uh, R32 to enter the states came from Canada, because first of all they were already in Canada, and secondly, when you cross the border by driving, they don't look at the actual month 
of the production date. They look at just the year in general, you know, as opposed to uh, overseas loose. customs when they look at the, the actual month. Uh, loose, loose Canadians. They're just letting anything fly. <laughs> loose moose. That's what, it, that's what we're going to call them. Oh Yo, my God. Loose, loose Canadians. All right. Um, Josh said, yeah, it goes, I think that 25 year rule is over with. Um, so now we can get our turbo marches, yeah, our bluebirds and all that. Never run. But, yeah, um, yeah, that'd be kind of pretty badass. Good point. Yeah. yeah. So I still say screw it. Mexico. You boys like Mexico? Yeah! <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're, just, we're going to Mexico. We're going to do it. You can take that GTR right into Mexico. You're legal, baby. That's it. Mm, mm. That's it. I'll, I'll put a cl- uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. I I put I put a timer on how long you're gonna own that thing though. But uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah. you learning your salsa dancing? Is that what you're doing? What are you doing, man? That's it. I'd be the 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 sickest caballero in Mexico for about 24 hours, man. I've got. Yeah, I wish I had that picture of you with the sombrero from Nismo Fiesta because it'd be so fitting right now. But next time, moving on. Yes. All right. So hell of a good episode. Uh, I feel like you still want to talk about some more stuff. Please continue. Well, we've got events coming up, so of course we like to mention (laughs) events happening. Uh, Uh, Yeah, it'll be sixty seconds per. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's go ahead and just get into them very very quickly. Again, this is events. Let's move into it here. Add to right. There we go. Uh, of course, we're talking about Z-Days. Z-Days is happening in Blowing Rock, North Carolina, May 18th through the 21st. Uh, quick point, our last episode had a really good interview with their organizer, Brian Settle. If you are interested in learning more about Z-Days, check out our last episode. That was number 46. Really, really good stuff. Uh, tons of events and attractions happening. So a lot of them are things that you don't really see very often. They've got competitive uh, golf, uh, tennis golf. They have a 5K that's part of this five-day festival. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Definitely take a look. If you are on the East Coast uh, available, we are only four weeks away. Uh, Definitely want to give you a big push to Z-Days to register as soon as you can online. You want to go to ZDays.com to register. I did take a look before the show here. There are over 15 states that have registered to uh, attend Z-Days this year. So representatives from over 15 states are, are going to be at Z-Days. So uh, definitely go to the site, see who's going. Uh, represent, uh, a big push for them. Uh, I really wish them luck. Uh uh, for the show, uh, Miles, we're actually going to have a really nice goodie item ready for them uh, at Z Days. Uh, Nissan Nerd, we've got, uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, we've got a, a goodie item planned for you guys who tend intend so to go to Z Days. If this you year. do go to Z Days this year, you're going to get a goodie item straight from the Nissan Nerd podcast. Can't get anywhere else. Yeah, it's, it's very specific. Go, too bad, so sad. <laughs> All right, moving along down the pipeline, um, we've got the Branson Z Fest. It's coming up June 1st through June 5th. Uh, Mike, hit them with the schedule. 
Not a problem. So registration and the hotel are both open. Um, included with the registration, we've got dinners, car cruises, karting, car show and awards, aerial photo game night, and the drag strip night. Um, we will actually be in attendance. Um, the Nissan Nerd Podcast, including our IT boy, Ion, uh, we will be there um, with, our, um, with our bells on. Uh, we yeah. also have goodies specific to the nissan nerd podcast that we totally nerded out on this year i will not even tell you what they are but we absolutely love the fact that we nerded out on this item yeah very cool we'll talk about it after we get there and we release it um maybe we'll make it available to the market i don't i would i would that'd be fun yeah and by the way uh we gotta go to branson z fest to get it i don't know that's just absolutely yeah, that and then you know, Miles. I think it'd be a great opportunity. Let's maybe do a live show while we're out there. A lot of things oh, happening. Work. Not, not to put that on you, but I think we should go on for at least uh, at least half an hour, man. I think it'd be fun. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to listen to me drunk. So <laughs> it's gonna be the worst. So now we'll, we'll we will give you a live episode. It'll be great, folks. Um, but we're super excited about the event. Um, they're putting on a great show, Branson, Missouri, June first, June fifth. Um, if you haven't already registered or you get an opportunity to go, BransonZFest.org. Check it out and go there and um, get your ticket. It's today. Go today. Today. <laughs> uh, next one on the list here, as far as events, we're talking about the fourth annual Nissan Skyline Meet and Friends event. This was actually suggested to us by a uh, fellow Nissan nerd, uh, happening at the Princeton Airport in New Jersey, happening June fifth, twenty twenty two. Yes, sir. Uh, again, their website here is Nice uh, Northeast Nissan Skyline Meet. Dot com. Uh, as far as here, uh, spectators twenty dollars. Uh, show and shine uh, competition is thirty dollars. There is a judge car show forty dollars. Kids ten and under are free. Uh, the site here definitely gives you more information about the uh, who the organizers are, uh, what the plans are for the events, and they have a store, online store as well. So you can take a look. Again, if you go to Northeast. NissanSkylineMeet.com for more information. Yes. Got the last one? Yep. Yeah, I do got the last one, Mike. Mm. Actually, I do. <laughs> All right. So uh, talking about the last one, 35th Annual Z Convention going to be in Birmingham, Alabama this year, July 25th through July 30th. Registration is now open. Hotel is now open. If you haven't already gone to check it out, you can go to zcon.org. Um, check out everything about it. They've got the event schedule. Mike, crack it open. Oh, schedule. There you go. There you go. We got two track days this year: autocross, drifting, car karting, and then also a car show. And then they usually throw in a social event too, as well. If you yep. get a chance, um, and that's in your neck of the woods, and you feel like making out to Birmingham, Alabama, um, you're more than welcome to get an opportunity to go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good event. It's always a good time if it's in your neck of the woods, or you feel like making the the cross-country yep. travel to go check it out. Yes, you mentioned the social night. It is at Cahaba Brewing Company. So it's at a brewery. Uh, yeah, definitely. Can't go uh, wrong. Can't go wrong. A brewery, can't go wrong. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, very cool. Um, you know, um, we covered a lot of events, and we do this pretty much free of charge for anybody that's out there. If you get what you pay for. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. If you've got an event that you want us to kind of talk about, definitely let us know. Hit us up. Um, this does not end for the United States. Aussie boys. UK guys, Canada guys, Mexico, you let us know, we'll put it up, and we'll talk about it to the best of our abilities, <laughs> and we'll give you some free um, advertising on it, yes. but you got to let us know what's happening in your neck of the woods, big or small, we'll definitely try to talk about it, or at least try to promote it on our pages. Um, we are a community, we need to support everybody, we need to be unified, we need to come together and be unified, and we can't do that without your for your participation um, so we can make that uh, type of thing happen for you. So again, um, just let us know um, so we can go. I did want to kind of point out something that we are missing. It's the festivals mm. of all festivals. Um, yeah. And Nissan, I'm talking to you if you're listening. Nismo festivals mm. used to happen in Australia, used to happen in the UK, or used to happen in uh, Japan. Festival in Australia? Festival of Japan. It's been two years, Nisa. Uh, two years. It's one of the best festivals that yeah. could ever happen for Nissan. You haven't given it to us in two years. Mm. I'm just saying, homies. Yeah. Festival Festival. Nissan Festival. If you could please start doing that crap again. COVID's over for the most part. <laughs> it's true. You know, if you if you need to financially make it happen, cut the door prizes. Don't give out any water. We'll bring it <laughs> Just bring out the cars. If you bring need to the... borrow gas, we'll bring gas so you can line up those GTRs and get them out there. You know, you need to get those JGC cars. Make it happen, homies. The yeah. Nismo Festival is one of the best events, at least in pictures, um, that I've ever witnessed. So I, I think it's... Um, I think it's a huge sadness with huge mm -hmm. sadness yeah. that the Nismo festival isn't out there. So if anybody's out there and, and this, talk this, to this, your congressman, <laughs> talk to your, <laughs> write to your congressman. Uh, we need to get the Nismo festival uh, kind of going again, uh, because that is truly the best spectacle of Nissan historic and library vehicles that are, that is out every year. Yeah. It now, doesn't get any better than that. So, the Nismo festival in Japan, that's the one that's out at Fuji Speedway. Yeah, I, I, if I remember correctly, they usually have it at Fuji, and then Australia. I'm not sure where they have it, but it's equally badass. Mm -hmm. um, but I, uh, it's it's been a hot minute since I've seen that happen. And they used to give away like a ridiculous amount of parts or sell them. I, I don't know what was happening, but it was enough to get me excited to want to go to Australia, just to go to the the Nismo Festival that was happening in Australia. Oh. But then again, that was when they were racing the V8s, and it was all exciting. It's hard to say what's going to happen, you know, these days. So, I don't know. Right, it, right. But mm. one, of these, one of these days. I, I'll just take one. If you can make one Nismo Festival, that's a year. Just make that happen. Yeah. So, Great time to do it. I mean, you've got a brand new Z, a brand new, uh, Z to show off, you know. Bring one yeah. of those uh, Super GT. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, moving on with our lives. Yes. Um, that's everything that I've got for events. Yep. I feel like we've given these people everything they could use, uh, you know, all their money's worth and it's yeah. free. So I feel like they got their money's worth. I think, um, I think yeah. they've been tortured enough. Yeah. We can go ahead and wrap this one up here. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're going to two hours. So yes, we are. Yes, we are. Let's wrap this up again. 
Uh, well, we know what we like to do at the end here, guys. Again, it's thank you for being with us. Uh, now, we are on a normal, uh, a variety of social media channels. Uh, we have uh, the Facebook, the Instagram. Uh, we are on YouTube. You can actually watch past episodes just like this. They are on YouTube for your disposal. Just type in Nissan Nerd Podcast and you'll find us, I believe, the majority of our shows. Ever since we started doing live live stream shows, uh, they should be on uh, YouTube. It's well over a year's worth. That's easily uh, 20, 25 episodes. Yeah. So, they are honestly, online. You know, it's two hours, folks. All right. So what you do is you go to Garage, you put mm-hmm. us on in the background. We're kind of like white noise. Yeah. Um, in a garage and just put it on and we will we will lull you through, uh, through that clutch job that you have to do through that brake job calming yeah, yeah. calming waves calming waves <laughs> but yeah thanks again for all the support uh thanks yes. again for all the love um you know as we continue to get cool stuff we will obviously let you know and by the yeah. way um subscribe share us tell your yeah. friends tell, tell your, your mothers friends. yeah i mean but we're over here busting our asses for you <laughs> and the least you could do nope. is share it with your friends all right say- that's it we're doing it. We're doing it for the love of you, for all you guys. Let's do it. We do it for you. I learned it from watching you, Dad. Right? <laughs> anyway, you guys have a good time. Uh, yeah, I'm two beers yeah. deep. Nah, no problem. And, uh, no problem. Yeah. All right, uh, hurry up. Wrapping up again. You can contact us through any social media. You can also find our email info at nissannerd.com. Uh, number of ways for you to contact us. Uh, feel free. Don't be afraid. We don't. We we won't hurt you. So, um, I actually want to give a shout out. Uh, we do want to give a shout out here. In the last couple of weeks, we've had some people call, uh, contact us with some very kind words. Uh, Mister, uh, yeah. it was positive feedback. It was positive feedback. Well, you mentioned. Well, you, I know you're you're so sensitive, aren't you, Miles? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Uh, from uh, Zachary Roberts, he had shared that, yeah, just like you mentioned, Miles, he was in his garage working on uh, the hatch on on his car and listening to us along the way. Very, very cool. Definitely want to encourage more people. Hatch, listen to us on repeat for 16 hours until his family came home and released him from the hatch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, uh, you'll be surprised how resilient you can be <laughs> from, from torture like that, right? Now, I can't uh, wait till somebody till we're walking somewhere, and I think I'll have completed, you know, the the universe in full circle when somebody's mm-hmm. holding up one of those signs that Nissan Nerd Podcast saved my life. Just, just I know it's completely BS. It, it's gonna be but that yeah. Will make that will make my day. That that's gonna be your retirement party where you have that tear and you can't make the it. speech. That's yeah. It. yeah, that's it. Yeah, so yeah. for the homies, just like that. I'm out. Boom. But that would make I, me laugh. If you I, want to make me laugh, that would make me laugh. That'd right? be the one. So, that'd be so the one uh, that la- but kudos last. To him. Yeah. But, oh, uh, for sure. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everybody that's listening. Truly, it's me and Mike. Ion doesn't do anything besides fix our computers. Um, and quite honestly, it's me and Mike carrying like 
99.9% of the work. I'm just joking. Ion's a very integral part. We couldn't do half the stuff without Ion, and he's like the uber nerd. Um, a big shout out to Ion for all his hard work that he does. And then for all of you that contribute, there is a lot of people that come on here and contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say thank you. This show would not be anything without you. Thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. Thank you for feeding us all the information that we need to do this show. Yep. And again, continue to subscribe. Come on with us. Just have a good time and give us feedback. We, we love it. So Absolutely. Good. One more shout out here for uh, Brad McDonald. He was a part of this show. Thank you for being here all the way from Adelaide, Australia. Again, he did have some very nice uh, – he, he said uh, he listened to our podcast with uh, Brian Settle. He said, we were getting into the Joe Rogan range. In terms of yeah, length. we are. We, we <laughs> By the way, Brad, I would never admit this on any other show, but I do love the RX sevens as well. I saw the uh, I saw the taillights in the RX sevens are pretty badass. All right, moving on. Um, yeah, Joshua said he goes. I watched the Nissan Nerd podcast, and all I got was this shitty T-shirt. Yes, <laughs> as well. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we appreciate the feedback, guys. Yes. Um, I think that's everything. Daddy's that is just everything. got one finger left. Uh, yep. Let's do this. Let's go for it. All right, guys. Again, thank you for being with us. Uh, whatever you do have left, let's go ahead and give out a gun pie. Chug it. There chug we go. It. Chug, chug, chug. Quick. Oh, ah. Yeah. Gun pie, fools. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. Ogre with the nerd from the original nerds back in the eighties never gets freaking old, dude. Never I gets old. Love it. Love I have, I have an idea, Miles. I, I want to. We were messing around this the other day. Your this ideas. Is gonna be, this this is going to be the outro. This is going to be the outro here. Check us out. Ready? I'm going to lay down a beat. Oh And then shit. you got to lay down the audio beat? clips. You got to lay down the audio clips. <laughs> Oh shit, the ones and twos. Alright, son. I laid it down. Hold on, I got you, I got you. (laughs) The anticipation. Drop that Come beat. on. Can't be all bridge. Let's go. Come on. I'm waiting for it. Wait for the drop. It's like 16 minutes of bridge. Come on. The acid hasn't even kicked in yet. Let's go. I don't know, man. I'm going to pull what I did from Denver. Oh, I think I'm peeking. I think I'm peeking. I thought you'd have fun. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. We'll see you again in a couple weeks. Go home. Bye. Bye.